You're listening to the Douglas Jacoby Podcast. Here we bring you some of the material found on Douglas's website in podcast form. We hope that as you listen, you're challenged to think about faith. Today, Douglas continues his series on last things. Now looking at the Antichrist. For more on this episode, follow the link in the show notes to Douglas's website. Want to win a chance for a free tour of Israel? From March 1st to June 8th, Douglas's new website subscribers have the chance to be entered into a draw for a free tour. There are two ways to win. You can become a new website member or ask a friend to sign up. Then email confirmation of the subscriptions by replying to Douglas's newsletter. There's no limit to the number of entries. Sign up five friends, be entered five times. The winner will be announced in early July. Now here's today's teaching. Who is the Antichrist? Who is this evil, dark figure who will appear at the end of age to seduce the world, even to lure away faithful believers from the true path? Can we identify him? Is the Antichrist Muhammad, the Pope, Hitler? some of the popular guesses throughout history. This podcast will examine what the Bible says about Antichrist. I would like to begin by reading the very few passages where this word even appears. The truth is, there's very little biblical material to work with. And all of the instances where the word Antichrist appears are in the letters of John, which, as we'll see, have a very specific context. I'll begin with the scriptures, and then I need to refute some misconceptions before we clarify what the biblical doctrine is. First John 2.18 Children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come. Therefore we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out, that it might become plain that they all are not of us. But you have been anointed by the Holy One, and you all have knowledge. I write to you, not because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and because no lie is of the truth. Who is the liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist, he who denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever confesses the Son has the Father Also, let what you heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you too will will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he made to us, eternal life. I write these things to you about those who are trying to deceive you. The next passage is in 1 John chapter 4. Beloved, Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. 
This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. The only other part of Scripture where we read about Antichrist is in John's second letter. I'll begin reading in verse 7. For many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. Such a one is the deceiver and the Antichrist. Watch yourselves so that you may not lose what we have worked for, but may win a full reward. Now that sounds quite different to what we encounter in popular movies, best-selling books. This notion that the Antichrist will be an individual, perhaps a European, maybe someone in the Middle East, who will rise up and deceive us all. Or the common view that he's already come. In the 19th century, it was normal among Bible-reading Protestants to equate the Pope with the Antichrist. Earlier, Muhammad. Today, there are many ideas. But it's got to be based on Scripture. You say, well, what about the the beast? And is it the number of the Antichrist 666? And won't everyone worship him? Well, I need to shed a little bit of light on a couple of Scriptures that don't talk about the Antichrist, although people think they do. And for the purposes of this lesson, I'll just refer to them. You can study them in depth later. In 2 Thessalonians 2, We read about the man of lawlessness who demands worship, who puts himself in the place of God. In the context, this appears to be a Roman emperor, one with the arrogance level of a Caligula or a Nero or Domitian. These were all first century emperors who were psychotic and who expected worship. 2 Thessalonians 2 stands as a warning for all generations, but it says nothing about an antichrist. Then the other passage is Revelation 13. Whereas the number of the beast is 666, it's a symbolic number, which I've explained elsewhere. The apocalypse never identifies the beast, Rome, the false religious power, with an antichrist. You you could put them together, but you would have to have a reason to do that. And they're... They deal with different issues. The word antichrist never appears in the book of Revelation. Revelation 13 pertains to the persecuting Roman Empire. And this idea that the antichrist is a man who would demand worship and equating him with the beast of Revelation 13 is a second century construction. In other words, this notion was never part of the apostolic doctrine though you do find it in the second century patristic writers. But it's not what the apostles taught. Now, what was the truth that was denied by the Antichrist? Or to put the question a different way, in what way were these people anti-Christian? Well, we've read it in the scriptures. They denied the incarnation. They denied that Jesus came in the flesh. If you asked them, they probably would have said that they believed in Jesus. But Jesus as a spirit, God would not visit 
the earth in physical form because in the belief of the heretics who are troubling the community of John, they're called docetists, the physical world is evil, and that includes the human body. Now, docetists, all of the material is in the notes that accompany the podcast. I know I'm going through this quickly. Docetists were a brand of Gnostics. These are people who, who said that the creator God of the Old Testament is evil. It's only in the New Testament in Jesus that we see the truth of God. They said that the creation was evil, the earth, the physical body. And so it would have been beneath God to become human. Well, on that, they're, they're half right, aren't they? I mean, it is beneath God. God lowered himself. He condescended. That is part of the doctrine of the incarnation, Philippians 2. But they're wrong in saying that the physical world is evil because Genesis 1 affirms that it's good, in fact, very good. And for Jesus to be made like his brothers in every way, to become our high priest who can sympathize with our weaknesses, he had to become a man. He had to become human. This theme is, is very clear in the New Testament. I'm thinking of the letter of the Hebrews uh, to the Hebrews, but you'll find many other passages that emphasize this. And so the truth denied by the opponents of the faith was the incarnation. They denied that God came to us physically in a body. That's what the Antichrist does. So what does this mean? Well, one thing it means is the Antichrist is already here. He's been here a long time. In fact, in liberal theology, this idea that Jesus had a God consciousness, but he was just a human, an enlightened version of you or me, the idea of the Antichrist has made a resurgence. In the Middle Ages, the anti-Christian doctrine seems to have been, let's say, in remission. It was certainly alive and well at the end of the first century when the letters of John were written. But today, many people are scandalized with the idea that God would become human. Probably no one more so than the Muslims. At any rate, this notion is here. What can we conclude? The Antichrist is not a single person. It's not a person. That would flatly contradict 1 John 2.18. There have been and presumably will be many Antichrists. And these Antichrists are not part of the Christian community. Antichrist lives in those who've left the community. John said they went out from us. And so in his day, there were members of the church who were recruited to this idea, the sophisticated, snobbish idea that God is too spiritual for matter, for, for hu- humanity, for a human body, and so Jesus never came in the flesh. They left the community. Another important conclusion is that joining the Antichrist is more than just a subtle doctrinal shift. To follow this error, to deny the incarnation, the enfleshment of God, is to join the agents of evil to truly be on the wrong side with seriously negative cosmic implications. Now here's something that I hadn't thought about until last year. I was attending a class on the Antichrist at the Society of Biblical Literature. It's, a, it's an irony. 
the Antichrist denied, and again, I'm talking here about the spirit of the Antichrist, not an individual, but those who follow this false teaching. They denied that God would become a person. God would come to earth in, in a body. So how likely would it be that Antichrist, if there were such an individual, would come in a body? Incarnation is the very truth denied by Antichrist. So would Antichrist come as a human being? Especially if the popular uh, books are correct that this figure will subvert the religion and expect to be worshipped? No, because that would be a denial of the very thing that the Antichrist stood for, or in his case, against. Does that make sense? Eventual triumph comes not by inflicting death on the followers of evil, but by words that engender faith. Many believers have a political notion of Antichrist that somehow involves war, even nuclear war, World War III. But in the book of Revelation, which is not about Antichrist, victory comes by words that engender faith. We overcome the evil one by the word of our testimony. We don't shrink back from death. And that means that we, as readers of the Bible, are called to distinguish truth from falsehood. Well, one falsehood, I think it's been well illustrated now, is that the Antichrist is a, a, a specific individual who will expect to be worshipped, somehow fulfilling the book of Revelation, for no such figure is indicated in the book of Revelation. There are many Antichrists. They're the ones who denied the incarnation. And to understand this doctrine, we have to read carefully the letters of 1 John and 2 John, where Antichrist appears. We've got to look at the context, and that is the way we show honor to God and respect for his word. I hope this has been interesting to you. And there are a number of other podcasts in this series, this Last Thing series. Check them out. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed Douglas' series on Last Things. For additional notes and resources, be sure to check out Douglas' website in the show notes. The website has hundreds of articles, podcasts, and videos for you to access for free. You can also become a premium subscriber and gain access to thousands of online resources from Douglas' teaching ministry. Thanks again for listening.